Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. Vinyl Vibrations is musical exploration into sounds and grooves from artists that produce their works on vinyl records. The first records made of polyvinyl chloride, or vinyl, were produced in the 1930s. These were 78 RPM records. In 1948, Columbia introduced the first 12-inch LPs spinning at 33 and one-third RPM. And in 1949, RCA Victor introduced the 45 RPM 7-inch record. In 1958, the first stereo LPs, and the 1960s, was the golden age of vinyl. Vinyl record popularity continued into the 70s and 80s, and then there was a steady drop-off in demand with the introduction of the compact disc in 1988, the beginning of the digital age in musical media. Many other music recording formats have come and gone. The 8-track tape, the reel-to-reel tape, The cassette tape formats of the 60s and 70s have lost their playability. The vinyl LP has stood the test of time. Vinyl is durable and delivers stunning sound 70, 80 years from their production. Vinyl Records captures a rich period in pop, rock, jazz, and classical music history. In each show, I explore a topic in the artist's music that makes their work unique and timeless. I'm your host, Brian Frederick, here on Vinyl Vibrations. Today's show features Frank Zappa, an American musician, composer, arranger, band leader, multi-instrumentalist, and record producer. He lived from 1940 to 1993. Zappa composed rock, pop, jazz, jazz fusion, and orchestral works. He's known for his work with the band The Mothers of Invention, producing over 60 albums with The Mothers. And he's also known for his prolific work as a solo artist. Zappa was one of the great guitarists of our time, and he was a sophisticated composer and highly accomplished multi-instrumental musician. Zappa was a self-taught composer and performer. He studied and wrote classical music in high school, played drums in R&B bands, and he later took to the electric guitar. He's been described as the godfather of comedy rock, a critic of mainstream education and organized religion, advocating for freedom of speech and political participation. The phases of his life included different musical genres, including experimental rock, jazz, classical, comedy rock, doo-wop, prog rock, avant jazz, and pop. Frank Zappa was prolific. His discography contains 62 albums produced during his lifetime. Zappa died much too early at the young age of 53 from prostate cancer. Following his death in 1993, the Zappa Family Trust has overseen the release of another 57 official albums. That's a total of 129 albums of songs recording the genius of Frank Zappa. In the book, Frank Zappa, a biography by Barry Miles, Zappa describes his works in these words. It's all one album, 
All the material in the albums is organically related, and if I had the master tapes and I could take a razor blade and cut them apart and put it together again in a different order, it is still would make one piece of music you can listen to. I can do this 20 ways. The material is definitely related. Which brings us to the subject of today's show. Each album seems like an eclectic work, combining songs of rock, jazz, and classical genres. It's a difficult assignment for anyone to make the right selection of those 129 albums, let alone the proper selection of the individual songs that would best capture Frank Zappa in a few sound impressions. One way to accomplish this selection is to attribute each of Zappa's songs as being either a song with lyrics, and this is 400 songs, about two-thirds of his works, versus instrumental compositions. There are 172 instrumental compositions. I then compiled an instrumental list from my own vinyl collection and then shortened that list down to just eight instrumental pieces that would fit into this podcast format. Each instrumental piece is brilliant. This short list of Frank Zappa instrumentals is what we will review today. We start the program today with the third solo album by Frank Zappa, released in 1970. Zappa had released seven earlier albums in the 60s and two solo albums in 1970, leading up to this Chunga's Revenge album. Chunga's Revenge is a very eclectic album, and I have chosen two jazz instrumental pieces from this album, Chunga's Revenge, the title song, and 20 Small Cigars. This album was recorded on 12-track recording technology, which enabled a lot of overdubbing. The title song from Chugga's Revenge is a classic example of Zappa's instrumental composition with the use of horn charts and also featuring an extended guitar solo improv from Zappa. Ian Underwood plays the electric sax with wah-wah pedal effect. Sometimes this sounds like Zappa's guitar with wah-wah, but it's the electric sax of Ian Underwood. Leading edge sound for sax. And now... Chunga's Revenge by Frank Zappa.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Chunga's Revenge by Frank Zappa, released in 1970 by Reprise Warner Brothers. Song credits go to Frank Zappa on guitar, the composer, arranger, and the album producer. Eon Underwood, electric sax with wah-wah pedal. Ainsley Dunbar on drums. Max Bennett on bass. And Don Sugarcane Harris on organ. Our next instrumental from the Chunga's Revenge album is titled 20 Small Cigars. The song is played in a quartet consisting of guitar, piano, bass, and drums. The song was recorded earlier on Zappa's Hot Rats album in 1969, and again with French violinist Jean-Luc Ponty on his 1970 album of Frank Zappa music. We'll listen to more of Jean-Luc Ponty in this episode today. This instrumental piece is short and sweet at 2 minutes and 17 seconds in length. And now, 20 Small Cigars from Chunga's Revenge, 1970, Warner Brothers Records. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was 20 Small Cigars by Frank Zappa. 
featuring Frank Zappa on guitar and harpsichord, also the composer, arranger, and albums producer, Eon Underwood on piano, Max Bennett on bass, and John Guerin on drums. The Chonga's Revenge album achieved number 119 on the U.S. Billboard chart, number 43 on the U.K. chart, and number 24 on the Australia charts. Our next selection comes from the album, Jean-Luc Ponty Plays the Music of Frank Zappa, released by World Pacific Jazz Records in 1970. It features the French violinist Jean-Luc Ponty. This song has a shocking title. It is called Idiot Bastard Son. This song is originally heard on the Mother's 1968 album, We're Only In It For The Money, and it's a Frank Zappa composition, but it's Jean-Luc Ponty's album. Frank Zappa is the arranger of his compositions on this album. Jean-Luc Ponty was, and is, a mind-blowing violinist. I remember seeing him play at a small venue in Chicago called The Brown Shoe. I sat up front at the bar, just feet away from Ponty. I was astonished at the sound coming from his electric violin and his technique. I still say wow 50 years later. Rolling Stone magazine called this album one of the most rewarding and boundary-obliterating collaboration. Jean-Luc Ponty is featured on all tracks playing violin and baritone by Electra, George Duke on electric piano, Ernie Watts on sax, and John Guerin on drums. And now, without any further ado, Idiot Bastard Son on Jean-Luc Ponty Plays the Music of Frank Zappa, 1970. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Idiot Bastard Son by Frank Zappa as performed on Jean-Luc Plotty Plays the Music of Frank Zappa from World Pacific Jazz Records in 1970. Song credits go to Jean-Luc Ponty, Electric Violin, George Duke, Electric Piano, Wilton Felder, Fender Bass, John Guerin, Drums, Ernie Watts, Sax, and Frank Zappa is the song's composer, the arranger on this album, and appears courtesy of Warner Reprise Records. We now go to the 1971 live album, the Mothers, Fillmore East, June 1971. This album was recorded at the Fillmore East Auditorium just prior to its closing later that month. The Fillmore East then was located in the East Village in Manhattan and could seat almost 2,700. What makes this instrumental piece special is first that it was a rearrangement for this final Fillmore East concert. And secondly, the song consists of sections of other pieces edited together to form this new arrangement. You will hear excerpts of this song and songs having the same music but a different title from several albums such as Burnt Weenie Sandwich, 1970, Hot Rats, 1969, Beat the Boots, 1970, and Mud Shark Variations. You might say, wait, that's a medley. Perhaps so. But Zappa gives a new title to the work. He does not think this is a medley. Instead, this is part of Zappa's concept called conceptual continuity, which he describes as, everything is part of what I do. Let's call it my entertainment work. As far as I'm concerned, it's all part of the same continuity. It's all one piece. It all relates in some weird way back to the focal point of what's going on. That was a quote from Frank Zappa in 1988. So conceptual continuity refers to the idea that Zappa's works were all part of some larger whole, and as a result, certain unique and repeating patterns run through most of his works. There are little references in Zappa's songs that pop up over and over, sometimes melodies, sometimes lyrics. Like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle forming a theme as the puzzle is assembled, these bits of sounds, phrases, time changes can make you laugh. Sometimes it's funny to hear musical bits heard clearly in an earlier song. And now, the little house I used to live in.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was the little house I used to live in from The Mothers, live at the Fillmore East, June 1971. For the usual stage entertainment, you may have heard two vocal instruments, Howard Kalin and Mark Volman, founding members of the Turtles, who had disbanded a year earlier. They then formed Flo and Eddie, and they collaborated with the Mothers in this concert. Here are their vocal instruments at work. Song credits go to these eight musicians. Ian Underwood, keyboards. Ainsley Dunbar, drums. Jim Pons on bass. Bob Harris, second keyboard. Don Preston, mini Moog. Frank Zappa, guitar and the album's producer and arranger. And Howard Kalin and Mark Volman on vocal instruments. From the same album at the Fillmore East, our next instrumental piece is Peaches on Regalia. It's an instrumental jazz fusion composition by Frank Zappa. It was released on Zappa's Hot Rats album in 1969 and has been recorded many times since. He must have considered this important as well, using the piece either as his opening number or as his encore piece for his touring shows. I consider this a defining standard of Frank Zappa popularity in his early years. He is 29 at this time. Peaches and Regalia combines progressive jazz fusion with classical orchestra sounds. The song is played in the key of B. Dorian. It's an eclectic but having beautiful melodies. It is a song unpredictable in its transitions. Today, Peaches is a jazz standard appearing in the underground real book, which is the essential fake music songbook for the jazz performer. Each movement in this song, if you will, is a distinct departure from the previous movement. Maybe you hear Stravinsky, maybe Strauss. It's a short classic at 3 minutes and 22 seconds song length, as heard in this live version. And now, Peaches and Regalia.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Peaches in Regalia by Frank Zappa from the album The Mothers, Fillmore East, June 1971. Five musicians here in this well-polished number are Frank Zappa, guitar and album producer, Ian Underwood, keyboard, synth, flute, saxophone, and clarinet, Jim Pons on bass, Ainsley Dunbar on drums, and Bob Harris on second keyboard. The Mother's Fillmore East 1971 album achieved number 38 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and number 24 on the Australia Kent Music Report chart. The next album is The Grand Wazoo. It is 1972 and a successful year for Zappa musically. This is his second album released that year and the eighth studio album by Frank Zappa and the Mothers. It's worthy to note that this album was produced under some unique circumstances. Songs were written and recorded during a time when Frank Zappa was confined to a wheelchair. He was recovering from a life-threatening incident that took place during a concert at the Rainbow Theater in London, December 1971, when he was assaulted and pushed off stage into an orchestra pit. He had injuries to his neck, his back, his head, his ribs, his leg, and he suffered a crushed larynx, which changed his vocal range. This album, The Grand Wazoo, was released just 11 months after that horrible incident. The Grand Wazoo is truly a grand album of Zappa's works. The album is full of instrumental pieces, and today we will hear three gems from this album. The Grand Wazoo, the title track, Eat That Question, and Blessed Relief. The music on Grand Wazoo is fully formed and made for big orchestra. On the title song, for example, there are 19 musicians, including woodwinds, brass, mini-moog, percussion, drums, bass, and guitars. Zappa utilized that group of 19 so that each musician had a different instrument with its own part. Instruments were not melted together. Each part was written as one note, one instrument. The song is an extended vamp on D. Dorian. The title track is a regal march over 13 minutes in length. I've done some shortening of it to fit this podcast format. There are guitar solos traded off between Zappa and Tony Duran. Sal Marquez gives a fine trumpet solo, and Ainsley Dunbar helps steer us rhythmically through the stages of this song. And now, the Grand Wazoo title track.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was The Grand Wazoo from Frank Zappa Music on Warner Records, released in 1972. Credits go to Bill Byers Trombone, Sal Marquez Trumpet, Ainsley Dunbar Drums, Tony Duran Guitar, Frank Zappa Guitar, Don Preston on the Mini Moog, plus 13 musicians in woodwinds and brass. Our next song from the Grand Wazoo album is Eat That Question. This song uses a four-bar riff in E. Dorian as its basis. George Duke plays a keyboard intro himself. Then the riff is played on two keyboards. Then almost a minute into the song, the band joins in. Eat That Question features George Duke on keyboards, Frank Zappa on lead guitar, and Ainsley Dunbar on drums. The song sounds like a marching band, the march of the righteous, heads held high and proud, moving forward, blasting their instruments. This image is also the inspiration given by the album's artwork, which depicts a marching brass section dressed in ancient Egyptian garb. Like many of Zappa's compositions, they're made for stage in that the song lengths are longer. This song is just 641. The previous song, although I had to shorten it for this podcast, the title track, was 13 minutes and 24 seconds. And now, Eat That Question from Frank Zappa Music. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Eat That Question from the Grand Wazoo album, released in 1972 by Warner Records. Song credits go to George Duke on keyboards, Ainsley Dunbar on drums, Alex Demochowski on bass, Sal Marquez on brass, Mike Atscholl and Joel Peskin on woodwinds, Frank Zappa on guitar and percussion, and Lee Clement on the gong. Our final Frank Zappa song today should provide some musical relief. Indeed, this song is titled Blessed Relief. It's some musical relief amidst the heavier and bolder pieces like those we've just heard, like Grand Wazoo and eat that question. On Zappa's handwritten sheet music, this piece is labeled Jazz Waltz. The waltz refers to the song's time signature. It's entirely in three-fourths time, like a waltz. The jazz refers to the song's structure. There's an intro, which is also used as the outro, and in the middle there are four themes, A, B, C, and D. Can you detect them? These four themes are cycled twice within the song. And now, Blessed Relief from the Grand Wazoo album, 1972 Warner Records.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Blessed Relief from the Grand Wazoo album, released in 1972 by Warner Records. Song credits go to Mike Atchol and Joel Peskin on woodwinds, George Duke keyboards, Ainsley Dunbar drums, Tony Duran rhythm guitar, Alex Demochowski on bass, Sal Marquez on brass, and Frank Zappa lead guitar. In June 2022, the Zappa Trust announced that it had sold Zappa's entire catalog to Universal Music Enterprises, including master tapes, song copyrights, and trademarks. Earlier in 2012, Universal Music had taken over distribution of Frank Zappa's recorded music catalog. That's it for today's show, Frank Zappa Instrumentals on Vinyl Vibrations. Stay subscribed for more episodes on this free podcast. That's today's show, Frank Zappa Instrumentals on Vinyl Vibrations. I'm your host, Brian Frederick. Stay subscribed. Vinyl Vibrations. Vibrations.